essentially the reason for it is that uh, Guy Fawkes was one of the members of this thing called the Gunpowder Plot, which was a group of English recusant Catholics, there they are, um, who decided to uh, try and blow up the king at the state opening of Parliament in, in uh, 1605, uh, which involved getting huge amounts of gunpowder in barrels and just like moving them into the basement of the Houses of Parliament. And this was Guy Fawkes' element of the operation. He actually wasn't in charge of the operation, um, but he was the one who got caught because he was the guy doing it. So it kind of, it's it's one of those ironic things where he's actually not the main guy, but he was kind of known as the main guy because he was the first one who got caught. Um, one of these many uh, historical peculiarities. So basically, yeah, this happened on the 5th of November, obviously, 1605. Within a few decades, Gunpowder Treason Day, as it was known, catchy. Mm-hmm. became the predominant English state commemoration as it carried strong Protestant religious overtones and it became a focus for anti-Catholic sentiment. Puritans delivered sermons regarding the perceived dangers of popery, <laughs> while increasingly raucous celebrations from common folk burnt effigies of popular hate figures such as the Pope. <laughs> it's just very funny to me to be like the people burning effigies of the Pope. Just like, yeah, that fucking guy. Let's get It's also him. very funny because they eventually discovered a very useful uh, escape valve to remove the problem of the more intense Puritans, mm. which is send them to America. Exactly. Which yeah. is why we are such a, well, we are a very, very different version of this kind of vibe because mm. we were settled by those people. And then every, basically every third German came to America. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. we're just like, what if, what if these guys intermarried with Germans and got really wealthy off slavery money? and not being destroyed in World War One or Two, you yeah. get America. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if, you'd, you know, if you're trying to do a sort of selective breeding program and what you decide to cross are the most insane Brits imaginable and Germans, like, that's abandon all hope. Like, do not, let's not go into that. Let's not try that as an experiment. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that this is something like every time I'm in the States, I always observe this, that it's like, it is, it is Protestantism gone wild. Like everything, the fact that the drinking age is twenty-one, like, well, there's this kind of, there's this like low-key kind of puritanism that I think kind of finds its way into like all corners of American life, which like doesn't, it just doesn't resonate here, despite the fact that it's, I think, because like, I don't know, there's this weird element of the British character, which is like, and it's probably the same reason why they ended up getting rid of the Puritans, is that it's like, yeah. We're, we're Protestant to fuck over the Catholics and so that the king could fuck. We don't actually care about any of that stuff, which is the most British thing you can do. Like, no, don't no, don't take it seriously. You're supposed to pretend to take it seriously and then not. <laughs> Meanwhile, the candidate for governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, was recently caught on a hot mic incident. Uh, oh, no. Saying that he's open to potentially banning contraception in the state of Georgia. Because uh, banning abortion is not enough. You also have to ban birth control. Doing Catholicism in the name of Protestantism. And now, I, I, Kemp is, sounds like an Irish surname to me. I'm pretty sure Kemp is. But it might be K-E-M-P. It might be... I mean... A might be English. Uh, there's might a be German. lot of English people called Kemp. I don't, now, that doesn't mean it can't be Irish. I don't, but it doesn't, it doesn't sound Irish to me off the bat. But that doesn't... doesn't yeah, neither of us is an expert on this one. No. But yeah, that's, uh, that's the state of American Protestantism right now. Is... Um, is yeah. Uh, getting arrested on January 6th, banning contraception, etc. And yeah, that train of thought kind of started here with the Puritans. And then we, you know, Thanksgiving, which is celebrated in the end of November in America, uh, is basically 
these the uh, the heathen savages who were totally going to genocide helped mm. us survive the first winter when we fully failed to plant the right crops and yeah. we're going to starve. And it's like, where did all those people from the Mayflower come from? From here. Yeah. From fucking here. A normal country with normal vibes. Um, so at some point subsequent to this, uh, they say towards the end of the 18th century, reports appear of children begging for money with effigies of Guy Fawkes and the fifth of number gradually becoming known as Guy Fawkes Day. Um, so this is this is a whole thing which you don't really see it anymore, other than people who are like cosplaying. I would say, like, this is something also we've talked about a lot on this show. Is like there is a powerful desire amongst a certain kind of British person to pretend it's two hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're Jacob Rees-Mogg type guy. So like Jacob Rees-Mogg, for those who don't know, is a British member of Parliament. He's like one of one of the big players in the Conservative Party. And he just lives his day-to-day life as though he is like some kind of Victorian factory owner wearing a stovepipe hat. Like his whole, like, this is a man who I'm certain owns a monocle. He's also Catholic. Yes, he is Catholic. Extremely yeah. Catholic, yes. Um, but the thing is that he's not actually that. And he like lives in like a stately home and like all, all this kind of shit. But he's not actually that posh. He's like, he's medium posh. Like he's, he's upper middle class, certainly, but he's not an aristocrat. Um, He's very, very wealthy, but that's a different thing in Britain, obviously. His father made money in investment banking. Mm, Uh, There's a photo of him uh, as a child, probably in 81 or so. He's probably about 12 or 13. And he was like Mm. interviewed by the BBC about like this child wants to be prime minister. And and he's like three piece suit, like brill creamed hair. And a monocle. 100% he's wearing Mm. a monocle as a 13 year old who looks about 11. Yeah. So uh, very, has always been a very, very normal guy. Yeah. And in America, that guy would just be considered upper class because of the sort of elite connections he has, his place in, in politics, his family money. But in Britain, it's different. That's not actually upper class because he's not an aristocrat. Yeah. So in Britain, like, don't get me wrong, Jacob Rees-Mogg still very much moves in like more or less upper class circles because of his like money connections and so on. And he's like, and he's a member know, of parliament. He's really influential. Yeah, one. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All these things where it's like to an American, you're like, yes, because that makes you an elite. That makes you upper class. Yeah. But like, that's not how it's conceived of here. Like he went to like he went to Eton and Oxford. So like, you know, he very much is like he's in that. But he's not like, I don't know, it's all like in Britain, it's all like circles within circles, as we know, like in the broad scheme of things, he is absolutely a member of the British elite. But there's a certain kind of like British elite, which like someone like Boris Johnson is much more a member of than he is because like Boris Johnson's family are actually old fucking pan-European aristocrats. Like his fucking name being like, you know, Boris Alexander de Feffel Johnson. That, that, that's real posho shit. Mm-hmm. And like his family like don't really have any money. Again, real posho shit, but they're like extremely fancy. Like this is the kind of, um, and so like, you know. People that families like that and families like Jacob Rees Mogg's family are like, you know, they're like they're like the top two strata of society and they play nice with each other, but like the 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 uh the Boris Johnson y group definitely looks down on the sort of Jacob Rees Mogg group. Anyway, the reason why I bring up Jacob Rees Mogg is because I think he's a good example of this particular archetype, which is that so the penny for the guy thing, this is absolutely a thing that was a thing when like my grandmother was a child, mm-hmm. maybe even when my mother was a child. Absolutely mm-hmm. not a thing now. Like you wouldn't get it was like, I don't know, you'd go around, you'd, you'd build like a fucking effigy of Guy Fawkes, put it in like a baby's pram or something, that was quite common, and then go around asking people to like give you money. And it was like a tradition to like give like small amounts of money, like penny for the guy was the chant, right? I, I, and I don't really know what exactly the origin of this is. Um, and uh, I guess to pay for the firewood? I, I don't know. But anyway. We've it, built an effigy of this guy we hate. 
baby-sized. We've put it in a baby carriage. We're totally mm. going to burn the shit out of it. But yeah. also, could you please give us money so we can burn this baby? Yeah, exactly. And this is like not a thing now, but like you absolutely will occasionally see people doing it who are like weirdos who are pretending it's 200 years ago, which I think is something which is becoming increasingly common amongst like, I don't know, just like yuppie families in London who are just, I don't know, that they've got this very like return with a V energy about them where they're like, oh yeah, we're going we're gonna to take little Jemima out doing Penny for the Guy because it's a fun tradition. And it's like, yeah, but you didn't do that as a kid. So why, like, why are you bringing back this tradition from like over a hundred years ago to like, I don't know. So you might occasionally see that, but it's not like a normal thing. So what normally happens on Guy Fawkes Night, you've got um, bonfires. So like you will sometimes see an effigy of Guy Fawkes being burnt on a bonfire. It's not, it's not like a, I don't know. I, w- I would say maybe half the time they'll do that. But the begging for the money is unusual at this point. I've seen bonfires. I've never seen effigies. But I live in South London. There are a lot of Catholics in South London because mm. there are a lot of uh, Catholic people from Sub-Saharan Africa. And there's a lot of Catholic people from Latin America mm. who live in South Because there's actually a pretty big community of Latin Americans in South yeah, London. Yeah, yeah. And it's definitely growing. Like It's grown since I've, I've lived there. Um, so I, while... Like we used to live on a housing estate, and there was definitely a big bonfire in like the courtyard mm. uh, on Guy Fox night. Uh, I've never seen anything being burned, and I imagine that's probably to do with the fact that like the whole "let's burn the Catholic guy" thing maybe a little bit touchy. It's just not very common. I, but so also, I, like Guy Fox night is a hundred percent excuse to burn shit and shoot off fireworks. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like it's a little. So I would actually suspect with that that it's the case that when you've got people who are like either recent immigrants themselves or are kind of like second generation immigrants from like countries where like you you just would have no idea about this shit. Like, because even with most like kind of like, you know, like died in the wool English as far back as they can remember people like they don't really generally understand what Guy Fawkes Night is about. I mean, they will understand that like there's because you learn about it in school that like, yeah, they were going to blow up the king. I don't know, some shit. This is the guy we burn him, you know, kind of thing. But like I would say at most bonfires, you don't have an effigy because that's more connected to the history of it and that's kind of like you don't i definitely have as a kid seen it like uh i can remember at school having to make effigies of guy Fawkes or something to go on like the school bonfire or something as like a history class thing like stuffing fucking old newspaper into like old tights and stuff and making this like fake guy Fawkes. the only thing i can think of that's comparable to this is stuff related to learning about the revolutionary war in america or the declaration of independence and all the stuff about the start of the war where like people dress up in tricorn hats or kids dress up in tricorn hats and you sort of like cosplay the signing of the declaration of independence and stuff like that right right, right. like i remember learning about this guy john andre who was a british spy who was supposed to uh and benedict arnold that whole thing like benedict arnold was a was a tory american who wound up fleeing because he was trying to like betray like hand over uh the u.s garrison at west point to the british during the war and he had to abscond to britain uh, you learn about people like that. And it's like, oh yeah, John Andre, Bandage Arnold, huge pieces of shit. Mm. But like, you don't make effigies of them. You just, it's just like calling someone a Benedict Arnold is kind of like a way of calling someone a traitor. But like, sounds like a cocktail. It's kind of, yeah, it doesn't, it's kind of a, it's a thing people would recognize, but it's a little bit quaint. Yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah. like a lot of the weird thing is in America, a lot of the dressing up as revolutionary war figures and all that shit is so wrapped up now in tea party stuff from mm. when Obama was president that like it was always a little bit weird, but now it's like, it's really kind of coded as right wing to my eyes. Yeah. yeah. Whereas to this, this doesn't seem like it's explicitly coded as like, we fucking hate Catholics. 